Hey, Todd here. Before we start, I want to give a shout out to my nephew Judah for the music he recorded for us for this special Independence Day episode. Nailed it. Welcome to the uh, 4th of July Independence Day episode of Every Playlist Tells a Story. I'm Todd. I'm Jimmy. We are here to talk about music, uh, songs in particular, for this uh, upcoming 4th of July holiday. My second favorite holiday. Second favorite? What's your favorite holiday? Uh, Memorial Weekend. Memorial Weekend. Why is that? Uh, Well, my third favorite is Labor Day, so what's the connection? You like Mondays off. I like warm weather uh, holidays, yes. Warm weather holidays, okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, and you said second favorite holiday? Second favorite. So Memorial Day is because it kicks off. You got the, well, in a normal year, you got the Indy 500. You got, right. you know, the welcome welcome summer feel yep. to that weekend. Fourth of July is just like a further um, celebration of that feeling. Yep. And Labor Day is just like a sad goodbye, but still warm. Still warm, sad goodbye. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's somewhat depressing, but it's still warm. Yeah, that's true. And hopefully not raining. Well, that goes with any yeah, that's the holiday. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I love 4th of July. Big, right. big, big celebration. I do, too. I, I think 4th of July is, you know. With or without fireworks. With or without, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you can you can have your cookouts and, you know, eat your apple pie and watermelon, and and uh, everything's hunky-dory, usually around friends and family on a day like yep. that. So, I was going to say, that's what the... It's all good feelings. That's what I like about it, is getting to see friends, family, maybe folks you haven't seen in a while, stuff like that. So it's uh, it's always a good time. So tell me, kind of before we get into the songs we've picked for this episode, what does a normal 4th of July nowadays look like at your house? Are you, you going to family functions? you having people over? What's, what's your day look like on that 4th of July? Well, to me, it's always about friends and family. Yeah. I, I think if you don't have friends and family on that holiday, you kind of miss the point of it. Right. Because you know, it's a celebration of your freedom. Yep. Uh, and you, sh- you should share that with uh, everyone in your circle. You know, you know that's, that's to me, what it's all about. Now, do you have everybody over, or do you go somewhere? Or? Usually go somewhere. Okay. Yeah. Um, whether it's a 
you know, going out to somebody's house or, you know, sometimes you go boating. You know, right. You get on the river. Yeah. Um, especially when, you know, uh, the big city close by has yeah. the big fireworks on the river. You know, yeah. all the boats are out on the river. Yeah. Um, Unique that, year that, in that all of those are being canceled. So everybody yeah, it makes up plans. But still, you can do all that stuff without. And plus, there's so many backyard oh yeah yeah shows going on yeah. you know there's no excuse it's, it's it was started memorial weekend art fireworks going oh, on in the yeah. neighborhood and i've you know i've known i know plenty of people that spend ridiculous amounts of money for those backyard shows yeah and i expect that with uh with the cancellation of things this year that's just going to escalate so i i feel like the fireworks stores are going to have a, a pretty solid year this year because you're just going to have so many people Trying to putting make together a show that would normally go somewhere and watch something. So yeah, yeah, and that one of these years I'm gonna go down and just sit in the ER lobby. And, and <laughs> I, I was getting ready to say it's gonna be a good year for uh, fireworks stores, and it's probably gonna be a busy year for ERs. Yeah, it's um, well, like you know, when my mom was still alive, every once in a while we'd have to take her down the ER just because of health reasons, and it was it seemed to always end up on a Saturday night. And there was always, and the Coliseum used to have a roller derby, yeah. a women's roller derby. Uh-huh. And every every Saturday night, it was in session. There was always one of them girls coming down with a dislocated yeah. ankle or a busted. You know, it was, it, there was a lot of drama in ER on the weekends. Oh, I bet. Or holidays. Yeah, oh, yeah. You, you see a lot of stuff rolling like you well, would on a TV yeah, show. If you just watch the news and hear all the ridiculousness, you know, people indulge a little bit too much and. There's always a family squabble or something that breaks out that ends up in something silly happening and yeah. trip to the ER. I, I would recommend after the fireworks show, um, if you're all done with your family, just go down to the hospital, the ER waiting room, the lobby, and uh, and I don't continue know if, the magic. I don't know if that's good advice to go clog up ER waiting rooms. It's, it's, no, it's just in the lobby, you know, just yeah. the lobby. You don't have to mess okay. with the nurses. You just see them come in, just, you okay. know. Just go, all right. That, that's on my bucket list. It's on your bucket list. All right. And, and yeah, I'm like you. We, uh, you know, friends and family and being around loved ones and spending time with, with all those folks. And, you know, usually there's some good food being cooked. We don't typically go. We don't have people over. The last couple of years, there's been some neighborhood stuff where we've gotten together. We usually go see parents and folks like you know do some family stuff like that during the day and then there's usually a cookout down the street you know we'll go hang out with those folks and uh last couple of years the guy that kind of hosts all that is uh he'll do fireworks you know we all pitch in and he buys a bunch of stuff so we typically will come home sit up on the balcony can look down the yards and see where he's shooting stuff off at so it gives us a nice distant perspective of it and comfort of home that's perfect that yeah it's yeah. yeah it's great that's a perfect quote for your life yeah no, i have to compliment your little hometown here yes There's an american flag on every telephone pole on the main street very patriotic that is yeah. all american yeah those it. have been up uh since since before memorial day yeah yeah you guys do it right it's here pretty solid man yeah. that is a chamber of commerce pretty yeah i think it's lions club if i'm Lions Club. I think Lions Club. You don't have a chamber yeah. of commerce here. I don't. Okay. Believe we do now. And you no. don't. Okay. No. All right. Um, talking about Fourth of July, kind of going into this and thinking about Fourth of July, I got to thinking about just when I was younger and stupid stuff you do with your friends. And one of the memories that, uh, for whatever reason, that always comes up around this time of year is uh, I think of my buddy Jason, who 
I've known the guy since first grade, and it's uh, probably mid-90s. We would have been in our mid-20s, and we probably a little old enough to know better, but old enough to have some resources. We decided one year to how many bottle rockets can we light at one time, and I think that year started with, I don't know, a little tube or something, and you know, probably yeah. stuffed five packs in there and got it to light off. And the next year we started talking about it again earlier, and you know, of course we had to do it bigger and better. So I think we ended up with some sort of a bucket and put I don't even remember how many, but just far too many bottle rockets in it. And uh, then becomes the problem of how do you get these to light? You know, so I think you got some sort of a hairspray and a lighter, and we went out some deserted road somewhere and kind of parked up. And uh, I remember him, you know, he went probably 25 to 30 yards away from us and, you know, volunteered to light it and, you know, kind of went up there and got him set up and set the bucket down and he had his hairspray and he had his lighter and everybody kind of backed up. And I think he even, like, put, like, a coat on him and he wanted, you know, some sort of hat, just some sort of hillbilly protection. Like a nuclear, he's going to do a nuclear Well, I I think he kind of, you know, if you've shot bottle rockets, you know there's a 90% chance they're going to go the way they're supposed to and a 10% chance they're going to go away. So you never know which way they're going to go. So I think we, we patted him down to was make it, sure he stayed safe. Was it flame retarded? No, material? probably not. No, it's probably, no. Probably I, it I, I would venture to say probably not flame retarded at all. But Okay. And then, you know, so he got all set up and, you know, we all went back and there's probably a group of 10 of us or whatever. And, it, you know, to this day I can remember it seeing just kind of, you know, that – you see a little flicker of a lighter and then, you know, the shooting of the hairspray and kind of that flamethrower effect. Oh, wow. And you okay. see that kind of yeah, in the yeah. distance and then bottle rockets start shooting, 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 going everywhere and pop, 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 pop. And, you know, it, it felt like it went on forever, but it was, you know, probably 40 seconds of we, we had a bunch in there, but I... It, well, it there was a lot of tension before the moment. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it was... And we thought it was the coolest thing ever. And I remember, you know, when it kind of all ended... And it stopped. You know, there was no more popping, no more rockets going off. It was eerily quiet. And, you know, there's that little hint of concern of, man, is he okay over there? <laughs> and I remember somebody just going, Jason, you all right? Yeah. And then out of just dead silence, you hear this slow buildup of just him giggling. He was having the best time oh, Lord. ever. Okay. And it was just like, okay, yeah, he's okay. And that it's 4th of July and... You know, dumb fireworks stuff is that that will all, that will remain a memory for the rest of my life. It's it, just that giggle in the darkness, coming from the concern of is he okay and and whatnot. It's, it, 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 it'll, it'll always stick with me. That's that's Fourth of July to me is just kind of being with the the people you love and and want to hang out with and just having a good time. And fireworks do bring out originality and experimentation. They do, but I've, I've found that I've as I've gotten older and my kids have grown up, I'm a little more cautious about things just because I don't want to be, I don't. I guess I don't want to roll into the emergency room and say, hey, Jimmy, what's going on? Taking somebody yeah. I care about in because of something stupid. So Four out of the five fingers. Are yeah, exactly. Out. Yeah, which, which happens. So Yeah, I've always, yeah, fireworks have never been, I've never, I could give or take, Really? Yeah, the fireworks are not the highlight of the Fourth of July. It was. It's been the cookouts. Okay. It's fireworks are freaking dangerous. I've seen some stupid stuff happen in yep. my own life, and 
No, I'm not going to be the one to light it. There you go. No. If you don't twist that wick, that sucker's going to just take off and explode right in front of you. you got some sense to you. Twist the wick. Remember that. Kids. Twist the wick. You twist the wick. It's okay. important. Okay. Uh, and then, you know, obviously with the fireworks show and whatnot, there's, there's always the must-haves. You know, playlist, uh, you know, I scribble down, you know, the Johnny Cash ragged old flag seems to kind of be a standard to, to play where the fireworks show is happening. Lee, Great speech. Lee Greenwood's God Bless the USA. Number one. Uh, James Brown, Living in America, always seems to make that list. Star Spangled Banner, Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. Appropriate. Mm-hmm. Um you got any ideas on on ones that normally pop up on that list? Anything Larry Skinner. Skinner always works. I mean, that's all American. Yep. Uh, I like Ray Charles' rendition of uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, great. That is a good one. Uh, but, you know, as far as the fireworks going off, I mean, I, me, everybody, I'd go bullet to blue sky still, you too. Really? I mean, it's just, it's about a missile going off, and that's exactly what's happening. Right. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I'm sure everybody's got their own list. Yeah. And I think when it comes to just speaking about fireworks, it just popped into my head. Man, that Audio Slave Cochise video. Oh, yes. Man. Yeah, front to back fireworks beautiful. going off. That's that that's beautiful. one of my favorite videos. And a great intro. I mean, oh yeah, it was a tank coming. Oh, coming I don't even remember. You. I just remember just fireworks constantly happening throughout that whole video. Well, just that, I'm at the song itself. You yeah, know, you hear that tank kind of rock. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That sound uh, effect. Yep. Yeah, I mean, watch out. It you know, <laughs> here comes Audio Slave, and they're about that's to right. explode. Yep. No, that's a that's a good one. Yeah. All right, well, let's, uh, let's jump into these songs. I'm going to go ahead and go first with mine. I'm going to talk about a guy that I've talked about a couple episodes back, so I'm not going to rehash all the history on him, but uh, a gentleman named Travis Dennings got a, a song called Red, White, and Blue. Come out in 2018, single release. So, you know, there's videos, some live versions online, and, and you can check out. I don't believe it's on any of his, his uh, any albums or EPs or anything, but I know there's a single version on Spotify you can listen to. Um, this is a song, and in the episode I've talked about Travis before, this is a song that I heard him play live, and um, he was gracious enough to send me a link to some demo versions of it as they were working it out. And I, this is a song that I immediately fell in love with. Um, this song hints to me at that Toby Keith, gonna kick your ass, USA song he does. There's, it's a tinge of that to it. Courtesy um, the Red, White, and Blue. Courtesy the Red, White, and Blue. Thank you. Yep. Um, again, Travis is a good dude. And he, the, the story, I did some research. There's a little YouTube video of him talking about how the song came to be. Um, you know, He says it's not a political song. It's a, it's a patriotic song. The story goes, uh, I guess him and his buddy, there was a protest going on, and somebody was you know, doing the whole stomping the flag thing, and I guess an ex-Marine was arrested for taking the flag from the protesters. And uh, they just kind of thought that was kind of strange that a Marine was arrested for for taking the flag from someone when people were standing on the flag and, you know, kind of said, again, he didn't, he did, this song wasn't supposed to be political and just, it, it was written because him and the, his friend that helped co-write it were just offended by the fact that someone was arrested for that. So that's the, that's the backstory and you can go to YouTube and look it up and, and see Travis tell it the way he tells it. And then for, as far as the song goes, the, the thing that I like, I don't want to say more than anything. The one the one thing I like about this song is the perspective of the lyrics because it's not really about a flag and it's not really about stepping on the flag. It's really the lyrics are written 
the way I'm interpreting them from the perspective of somebody's boots, their footwear. And, you know, talks about where the boots have been and what they do and the hard work. And it's kind of a, yeah. a working man kind of vibe to me. And I, I don't know, there's something about it that I dig. You know, the, to me, this song, for for whatever reason, it's it's got heart. There's a passion in... It explains the love for the flag. Yeah. And there's... And, yeah, uh, there's it's got heart. There's passion in the lyrics. I love the guy's voice on it. And then the music, the music... For whatever reason, I like just the sound of this song where it's, you know, that little intro at the beginning kind of reminds me of an old, uh, like an updated older Western kind of tone, mm-hmm. you know? And so, I mean, and nothing, you know, Westerns, man, that's America. Yep. You know, so I, I dig that, kind of builds up, gets into it. And then the other thing I like about this song is that solo. I love, you know, it's short, sweet to the point, but it fits. It's just, to me, it's one of, it's one of the, it's a great solo. The is, guy is a hell of a guitar player. Yeah, he is. He is. And then, um, you know, you get past the solo, and there's a little buildup going into the chorus uh, when he says, done a lot of right, done a lot of wrong, and the song just kind of drops off, and it kind of goes to that basic kind of foundation of it, and then it kicks back in. I just I love the sound of that. I love the tone of it. I love everything about it. And as far as, you know, I can listen to the song day or night, doing whatever I'm doing. I just, I think this is a great song. And I think this, for me, this is a song that when fireworks are going off and whatever, this is just as deserving to be in that playlist. What do you know about the artist himself? I mean, you met the guy before, right? Yeah, no, he's, he's a good kid. And I, like I said, I've talked about, you know, the history of him and, you know, Georgia kid and uh, just had an EP come out and he, uh, he was an opening act on a country tour I was involved with for a little while. And that's how I got to meet him and just, He's a good kid. Band's great. You know, everybody. That's that's the one thing about you know what I what I do is I really don't meet any bad people. Everybody's so stinking nice, and a lot of it's you know I do some stuff in the country world, with country music, and it's I mean everybody's just down to earth who they are, what they are, and this kid's another one of those. And I think uh, one of the things I don't know if I've mentioned it or not, but his dad was I think out with us on a couple of those shows and his dad's super super nice and his his name was dave but he always referred to his dad as diamond dave nice and so that rings with me because i'm a raw fan so it's yeah. like okay yeah cool and and just i mean he's just a good kid and like i said i've, I've talked about him before so i don't want to rehash everything about well, him. when you play a guitar solo like yeah you're not coming from uh chet atkins uh, no no i mean it's definitely it's a rock and roll solo yeah you know slid yeah. in there and like i said i just i love that western sound at the beginning and throughout the song that little you know, I don't even know how to describe it. Like I said, it just sounds like a modern Western kind of soundtrack to me throughout that. And just the, the passion of the song, I just, I love it. And I, from day one, from from hearing it, you know, I, I knew nothing about this guy. I went out and I think I was working and doing something else and heard the song playing. And every night I wanted to hear the song. And yep. by the end of the little run with him is when I mentioned to the band that I was digging it and where could I find the song. And he sent me a copy of it. You know, Dropbox link so I could listen to it. It was a, obviously a raw version. Um, you know, definitely the live version is is way cool. That's what so. I was wondering. Do you think the live version is better oh, than the studio? I am. I am ninety five percent most everything. I'd prefer a live version. Yeah, it seems just because there's there's more intensity, there's more emotion, it's more raw. It's a little glossed over studio version. Yeah, studio versions. Yeah, it's 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 neat and clean and whatnot. And this is a song that's it just kind of needs to be live and I think a little gritty and dirty. Yeah. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, yeah. Right. So that's my song, man. Red, it's white, and blue. Kind of short and sweet, and to the point. And I'm done talking for this week.
You're done talking. All right. All right. So we're moving on to the next moving one. Moving on. What do you got? All right. Fourth of July edition. Um, this song is definitely always going to be on my playlist. Uh, now, I don't know how they celebrate Bastille Day in France. Okay. I don't know how they truly celebrate Cinco de Mayo in Mexico. All I know is that you get, you know, like, margaritas half off at the Hacienda Family Restaurant, stuff right. like that. Uh, you know, if... Um, if a foreigner, somebody that's not from America, came up to me and asked me how I would describe America, um, I would tell them, listen, just download this song, and this is everything America is. You know, forget Katy Perry's Fireworks, forget, you know, Bruce, Springste- Bruce Springsteen's Born in USA. Mm-hmm. This is what I think America is all about. It is Copperhead Road by Steve Earle. Great song. Yeah. Uh, never get tired of this song. It came out. It's a title track to the album, released October seventeenth, nineteen eighty-eight. Recorded in Arden Studios in Memphis, Tennessee, two thousand Madison Avenue. Um, has been there since sixty-six. It is a legendary studio. You know, I have a thing for studios in the history of my yeah, life. absolutely. Well, this one's great. Now, this one's in kind of Midtown Memphis. If you're ever in town. Uh, it's right next to the Monkey Bar and Grill. It's been, you know, it's been there about 20 years. It's still operating today. Great album to come out of this uh, studio. Uh, Sam and Dave, Soul Man. Nice. Uh, Blues Brothers made it famous, but it, it was recorded there originally from Sam and Dave. Led Zeppelin Three was mixed down there. Okay. All ZZ Top albums from the 70s and 80s, you know, Eliminator, Tejas, Diego. After Bar- even after Burner, Trey Ombres, all the, you know, you think of a ZZ Top song, it was recorded there. Uh, Cheap Trick and Color album, uh, that's where they introduced I Want You to Want Me to the World. Okay. Have you ever heard the studio version? No, I don't believe I've ever heard a studio version of that song. It, it, there was a studio version on that album. Um, everybody knows the live in Budokan right, version, yeah. which is great. And this version on here is like, it is like a saloon like a old western piano saloon bar song version of it. It's really? Nothing like the live version. It, it is no comparison, but it's interesting to hear it. Uh, the replacements of personal favorite band of mine. Please to meet me. Probably my third favorite album from them. I don't okay. know if you follow the replacements at all. No, I've never a big replacements fan. Well, it, it was a good album. It had "Can't Hardly Wait." It was used for. It was that was a title song to a movie that came out in the nineties. Yeah. You know, ninety kids probably remember that movie. I remember it. But uh, that came off that album, recorded right there in the same studio. Uh, even Steve Earle had an interesting story when they moved from Studio A to Studio B to start the overdubs on Copperhead Road. Uh, REM was moving in to Studio oh, wow. A to start recording the Green album, which um, I don't know what stood out that. What stood out was the annoying song "Stand" was on that album. Right. The rest of the album is great, except for that freaking song. That one just gets on your nerves. That one's just—it's all. That's when that was the beginning of the end for okay. REM, in my opinion. But uh, one thing, my favorite song on that album was uh, "Worldly to Pretend." Uh, the the um, steel pedal guitar player in Steve Earle's band played on that on, on that song too. Just because he's right next door. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was an interesting little story. Uh, uh, band You Love, Tora Tora, Walking Shoes. Tora Tora, Walking Shoes, baby. Yeah, the Surprise Attack album. Also there, Jim Blossom's New Miserable Experience. Wow. Yeah, that was there. Uh, Travis Tritt did his Country Club and his T-R-O-U-B-L-E. Yeah. Um, Steve Ray Vaughn, The Sky is Crying. 
Memphis, right in the same studio, and White Stripes, Get Behind Me Satan. You know, hmm. all I, I've been thinking about my doorbell when you want to, when you're going to ring it. There's there's something about, I guess, recording in certain locations that just lend a vibe to it. Mm-hmm. You know, and Memphis seems like it's one of those towns that it's got a vibe to it. There's so much history there, musical history and whatnot. That you know, it's well, it's like Muscle Muscle Shoals. I mean, yeah. there's something about that studio. Yeah, and the, and. And the, it's just uh, the vibe. Yeah, yeah, and the equipment and everything. Everybody wants to get that sound. Yeah. So uh, more about the song, Copperhead Road. Steve came up with the idea when he picked up a job at a pizza place in Nashville. He moved there in 74 when he was 19. And around 75, he uh, saw a news story while he was working the job about a 76, 77-year-old lady that was busted in the hollers of North Carolina with a plantation of pot. When the news people asked her, or when they when they were asked, according to the report, asked her about where she got the idea, she explained that her two sons who served over in Vietnam came back with a big bag of seeds, and all the family knew was that illegal stuff, so it made better or made more money than legal stuff. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, he read that story, and then, um, but the song didn't really gain structure until the mid '80s, in the midst of all the Vietnam movies that were coming out, like Pl- uh, Platoon, Hamburger Hill, Full Metal Jacket, and that's when they first really started talking about um, what Vietnam soldiers were going through. You know, it, it became a big news item. I don't think it was really discussed um, before that. You know, right. it was they were about you know about ten years out. From when soldiers started coming home around that time, so that inspired it. And then he had a buddy who's a Vietnam veteran that in Nashville. They used to go to baseball games in Nashville Sound, which I think are still there. Uh, they were a minor league baseball team for the Yankees. Uh, he said one night there was a they had a fireworks night. I guess around the Fourth of July. And he was worried about his buddy because he's you know. Vietnam veteran and yeah, having post yeah, yeah. post traumatic stress disorder. Uh, he said, and his buddy said it wasn't the sound, it wasn't the uh, sound so much of the fireworks, but the lights that really got on him because he was in the Navy and he ran a riverboat. Uh, reminded him of all the flare guns shooting off when there was heavy fire. Um, it was very much an influence for the line in the song. And now the DEA's got a chopper in the air. I wake up screaming like I'm back over there. I learned a, th- a thing or two from Charlie. Don't you know you better stay away from Copperhead Road? Yeah, the Vietnam War is a huge influence on this. But I think the thing, you know, when, it, when I talk about things I dig about this song, um, obviously the opening uh, bagpipe and the yeah. little banjo riff going on. Yeah. Um, sounds like, you know, you're in the frontier with Davy Crockett and the old Appalachian Trail. I mean, it sets a tone oh, yeah, like it's, that. It's a unique sound, and there's no mistake. And this is one of those songs when when you hear that opening, you know what it is. Yeah. There's not too many songs that open up with a bagpipe. I can name this one, and uh, like Corn had one on their first album. I uh, think, yeah, I think you're right. Shoots and Ladders. Yeah. But, I mean, I love the bagpipe. I mean, my favorite ACDC song, Long Way to Top, you yep. want to rock and roll. It's a bagpipe solo. Bagpipe solo, baby. Bagpipes are just, that. there is a, a there is a certain mood. To yeah, it. Oh, yeah. it sets a certain mood. It's yeah. just like, you know, I'm facing whatever's coming at me kind of feel. Right. Yeah, it, it's great. I love I love the bagpipe. The thunderous drums. Um, now, that, you know, this was recorded in... 88, so this is height of Guns N' Roses, so it has a very much a Steven Adler appetite for destruction feel. I mean, just over the top drums. Yeah, this there's a stomp to the beat of this song that is just infectious. Yeah, I mean, I, I, that 
that groove is awesome. And it's a generational story. And the story itself is a it's a story of three men, all named John Lee Petty Moore, uh, Grandpa, Daddy, and, and Son. And Grandpa and Daddy were, you know, got busted for bootlegging in East Tennessee, and and Son got busted for uh, growing marijuana. I, I can relate to that uh, because there's a story <laughs> in my own family. It's a, this should be a good story. Um, now there, this was in the news. This uh, happened a long time ago. Problem in my family is that, like my grandpa. Well, both my grandpas. Uh, on my mom's side, was he was forty, probably forty-eight when my mom was born. She was the youngest of eleven kids. Wow. My on my dad's side, my grandpa would have been fifty years old when he had my dad. And my mom was forty, my dad forty-two, and they had me. And you know, you know, I just had my little girl when I was forty-seven. We have a problem with kids <laughs> late into the game. Right. But anyway, so this is like. Uh, 1929. Now, there's articles in the local paper about this. Okay. Um, We're not giving away any family secrets. No, no, not, and no, I discussed it with a cousin of mine just to make sure, like, you know, is this like taboo? Something? Oh, yeah. No, yeah, you definitely want to make sure everybody's cool with it. Yeah, and she's kind of like the matriarch now of the family. Okay. You know, so I trusted her opinion. She, I always thought it'd be good to keep that story alive with the younger, the younger, um, cousins and whatnot in the family but basically the story is um there was a murder that happened in owensville a town close by they um it was a drunken murder and they were just trying to figure out like solve the the who done it you know what's Mm -hmm. the evidence who knew who what happened that day who was there well the story came up is that um my grandpa, I believe it was my grandpa, it was either my grandpa or my uncle, who was 18 at the time, uh, came up and sold moonshine um, or in the afternoon sometime at, before this murder happened. Right. Um, and, uh, but they it never could make a connection with them at all with this murder. But what did happen is that who the lead, the lead suspect in that murder also went also was discovered to have busted into the steel down at my grandpa's farm. Um, but before that, I'm trying to get this story straight. The, um, somebody snitched on my grandpa that they, uh, no wait, hang on. I'm telling the story as I go. They came down to question the family of what they knew about the, um, their, their grandpa's appearance there mm-hmm. at, in Owensville. And nobody had the same straight story, but the one thing it did to discover was that there was a 50-gallon still on the farm. So they got in trouble for that. Uh, bottom line is, my grandpa went to jail. I, it was one either it was somewhere between one and five years. He went to federal prison. Um, no, not for murder, but for not for murder, but for selling for the moonshine. For, for the moonshine. Got it. All right, and um, one of my uncles. Uh, got sent to the the penal farm, they called it. Mm -hmm. So there was that story, and this was a year before my mom was born, and I do remember hearing the story about about my grandma taking the baby up to this prison that my grandpa was at, and it was the first time he got to meet his daughter. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, Moonshine, uh, 
was very popular on my, on my mom's side, at least, back okay. in the Prohibition days. Gotcha. So it kind of the, the story he tells here about uh, you know having that whiskey steal and getting busted by the DEA and yeah. all that. It, yeah, he reminds me of that story. Reminds you of the story, yeah. yeah I, I mean, I wasn't around for it, but it's interesting. It, it, I've heard people talk about it at the family reunions, but I didn't know how sensitive a subject was. And now that it's almost 100 years ago, I think it's well, and part th- of the legacy. And I think you're right, too, in the sense that keeping those folklore stories of family tree stuff alive is, is probably important. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know that that goes on much anymore. I know, you know, I don't hear a whole lot of stories about my family, but it's it's well, something that's an important. It's a classic story of you're doing something wrong, yeah, and your activity uh, unfortunately coincided with other bad activity, right? And that is what exposed what you're doing. Yeah, it's kind of that's the gist of it. Yeah. That's, that story will never die. Yeah, as long as you're doing something bad. Whatever's done in the dark will be brought to the light. I mean, that's in the Bible. I hate to quote the Bible again, but (laughs) it happens every day. That story happens every day, and that that is exactly what that was. Yeah. He exposed what he's done. And if you read the article, I mean, they they didn't hold no punches. I mean, they talked about the the judge shaming shaming uh, my grandpa. He said, "You you know, you had a fine, you got a fine farm and a fine family and and money coming in now." You have nothing but debt and a, and a mortgage. Yeah, and he shamed in front of everybody. And wow. I mean, there it was a pretty detailed description, and it's a newspaper article. But yes, it's you know that pretty much fits the Copperhead Road story too. But you know, on top of all of it, it's just a great jam. It is. It's the, everything from like like I said, the bagpipes, the mandolin throughout it. It's yeah. It's a cool song, man. It's, yeah, it's it definitely unique. It's a it's American as American can get. Yeah, and it's and I'll be honest, it's when when you told me you were going to do that, I hadn't heard that song. I don't couldn't tell you the last time I heard it, so I went and looked it up and listened to it again. And it's like I'd forgotten how great that song is. Yeah, it's just one that just kind of gets lost in the shuffle. And that's what I love about it. Yeah, even though there is, I didn't know this. There is a line dance. To this song, okay. I think it had to come out during the old boots, boots, boots boogie. boogie. So, yeah. did you take the time this week to learn the dance? There was an instructional video how to do it. Okay. Um, I, I'll I'll get back with you. Okay. Maybe put together a TikTok for us or something. Well, now TikTok. <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't. I don't know. If TikTok go that long? I mean, because it's I, a pretty I, epic I, song. I don't. I don't have any idea. I don't have any clue. Okay, well, you know, we'll work on it. We'll figure something out. Maybe, maybe we could put a put a link to uh, our version. If we, yeah, find some time, learn the steps, maybe we'll do that. Yeah, because that's just as American as a song. True. Even though, I mean, I did say, you know, we all agree that the history of America is not perfect. No. It just fits right in line with that. Yeah. 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 Yep, so that's my song, Copperhead Road. Check it out. That's a good one. Like I said, I, I, I'd forgotten all about it, and that's... That's why I love this doing this with you is because you will think of a song that hits me and I'm like, oh crap, that is a great song and I get to go back and listen to it and that's awesome. Cool. Yep. Good that's one, it. man. Yep. All right. Well that's gonna wrap it up for this holiday edition, Fourth of July coming up. Everybody be safe. Uh, you know, in closing I'm gonna say, you know, make sure you spend some time with some loved ones, keep yourself safe, be kind. Uh, don't take anything for granted and for God's sake put together a solid song playlist for the day absolutely alright be safe everyone thanks bye bye